to Swamiji that after 16 years of tapasya finally this space is being dug open and after that it took a while to get the uh, occupancy permit and now I am really happy to be here and the center has turned out to be a beautiful awesome structure really feels divine being here. Now let us get to the <coughs> topic at hand. Bhagavad Gita. Now Bhagavad Gita, can you all hear me clearly? Usually I am not this mellow speaker. I am just recovering from flu, so you will find me sniffling through, coughing, so bear with it. I am just checking if you can hear my voice. <clears throat> so this Bhagavad Gita was a primary text that Puja Gurudev took it upon himself to get it to the common masses through his beautiful program called Jnana Yajna. Now this is an environment wherein Jnana is understood through the medium of Bhagavad Gita. And as Adi Shankaracharya puts it, Bhagavad Gita Kinchit Adhita. 
meaning read Bhagavad Gita little by little. Now, it is not to be misinterpreted. Read, read only little bit of Gita and you are done. Little by little, understand it. And as you progress, you know, one of my first books that Gurudev autographed and gave back, I was amused at his message. It was a self-unfoldment book. And he asked for my name and then he scribbled something and when I read it, I was very amused. The unique way that the message can be given, it was like a doctor's prescription. So, my name, Rx. Read three shlokas per day. Morning one, afternoon one, evening one. Until the 700 shloka course is completed. And if the confusing symptoms still are persisting, repeat the dose again. <laughs> so, Bhagavad Gita, Kinchit Adhita. We born as human beings, when we are born, we don't come out into this world with a manual of how to handle. I know many uh, new parents would feel probably uh, you know, their burden lightened if there was such a book. So when the parents have a couple of kids, the first kid, how many of you are the first child? You are the experiment. <laughs> the benefit of your experiment was passed down to the next sibling. Like if there is a pacifier that falls off the baby's mouth and it is the first child. The eager parents to be very careful, they take this pacifier, put it in a boiling water for five minutes, take it out, rinse it with cold water and then plug it back in. By the time it is second child, they know that that was an unnecessary gesture. <laughs> By then they have wised up to a five second rule. Pick it up, dust it, plug it back in. And if they are blessed with a third one, they look at that child until the child pays the attention. They say, pick it up, put it back in. There is no more dusting even. So all of us born, we do not have a manual as to how to handle with ourselves. And this Bhagavad Gita is a very practical book that is useful manual for our day-to-day -day 
interactions with oneself as well as with the world around. Let me take a pause here. I have a Dallas law and since this is my class, I carry that law everywhere that I go. If any of your gadgets make noise, you will be paying me $60. <laughs> so chicks, if you want a fundraiser, <laughs> make a note of everyone, go outside and start calling them on. <laughs> that will be a good fundraiser for Vrindavan. Uh, <laughs> Because if, I mean, as a speaker, when you sit here with lot of effort, when 60, 70 minds are brought to one focal point, it takes effort. And one stupid phone goes off. I'm calling only the phone stupid. <laughs> All these 60-70 minds get distracted. Though I have lived in Texas, I have very less practice of a lasso <laughs> to gather the minds. Therefore, I travel with a double barrel shotgun. <laughs> so be aware. The point is, our indiscipline should not become a nuisance to the rest of them around. Getting back to Bhagavad Gita, <clears throat> this beautiful manual for self-development, understanding and practical utility in our day-to-day -day life is an amazing book, is an amazing text and this amazing text is given in a very unusual environment, unlike the Upanishads. Upanishads were probably given in the seclusion of a forest or a cave or a monastery or an ashram, whereas this Bhagavad Gita was given right in the battlefield. And our lives, they are equally ridden with these battle-like situations, challenging our equipoise and peace at every crossroads of experience. As Arjuna was confused, Confused with his field of responsibility. Now as a warrior who has taken the responsibility to protect dharma, it becomes his bound duty to fulfill that responsibility. <clears throat> like if somebody has enlisted themselves into armed forces and then they are 
deployed in active war zone at that time they cannot cry foul saying that what about my family what about my children or suddenly become philosophical you know like a typical bollywood style nahi i don't want to kill i am a lover of peace i would rather be killed than kill anyone so such people can be court martialed you have to decide that before you sign up with before you get enlisted in arjuna like various other warriors during his time had that opportunity that window of opportunity was given and there are quite a few who chose not to pick sides in fact they surrendered their weapons saying that they would not participate in the war can you name a few balarama who else vidura name a few so they had very clearly emphatically announced that both sides are equally important and we cannot decide which side to participate in either sides will be hurting us equally therefore we will not be a part of this war and they tried their level best to stop this war as well but when they could not stop they said we will not participate in this war whereas arjuna on the other side <coughs> the 12 years of vanavasa and one year of agnyatavasa living in incognito disguise what was arjuna doing the rest of the brothers were going from one forest to the other and uh, you know living whereas arjuna knowing very well what his cousins were what their mindset was how crooked they were he said brother let me go prepare and what did he use these 12 years for various kinds of penances that he performed in acquiring wmd <laughs> weapons of mass destruction brahmastra pashupatastra agnyastra shakti astra various astras that he acquired the difference between an astra and a shastra is shastra is a hand held weapon like a sword whereas astra is like a missile that you launch you throw sometimes a shastra can be used as an astra as well but shastra technically has to be launched so all these were very powerful weapons now did arjuna acquire all these weapons so that after these many years of living in forest when he will finally build his kingdom have his own palace like many 
children in this country they are very talented and sometimes i'm jealous of them with their ability to sing ability to play different instruments you know they learn to dance you know kuchipudi bharatanatyam all these different uh, dance forms but sad is after their ranga pravesha arangetram in their parents living room or in their living room once they build their house you go into the living room in the middle there is that veena or the what do you call the chalan that's a tamil word i was searching for ghungru right i forgot ghungru in the middle with a portrait of a beautiful pose of dance on one side photographs on the other side all the uh, awards recognitions given nicely displayed and that is the end of their uh, hobby was arjuna also planning to acquire all these astras and shastras so that one day i'll have a palace and put them on display mere paas bhi ye sab hai i also have all these you know weapons i have acquired was that the purpose he was very clear focused in acquiring these weapons so that there when there would be a day that he has to stand up for dharma for his rights he would have to use them all of all the pandavas he was the one who was prepped up single pointedly focused for this very purpose and today on the battlefield suddenly he has a transformed mindset wherein if you read the first chapter of bhagavad gita many a hasty readers would immediately jump to uh, uh, attunement with arjuna and even blame that arjuna was peace loving it was this crooked fellow called krishna that forced him into the war he was a war mongering bloodthirsty god that is how i have read such interpretations as well that the first chapter he he beautifully analyzes as to why he should not participate in the war now let me take you to the a uh, few days or an evening before the war began so let me ask you few jeopardy style questions are you ready and please open up and answer don't give me the indian nod <laughs> from this platform it is very confusing are you game 
Are you game? Yes. Because you again did this. <laughs> In the Mahabharata, this Bhagavad Gita, in a chronological order comes during the war when was this bhagavad gita given in mahabharata okay one step before that who gave this to sanjay oh yo first prominent people then auxiliary <laughs> So who was the prominent one? <laughs> Bhagavan Krishna gave this to Arjuna. Sanjaya gave this to Dhritarashtra. Vyasa gave this to Vyasa gave this to Ganesha. His the first official stenographer. First official PA personal assistant but that now that leads to my next question in mahabharata when is this bhagavad gita delivered and the yap students are disqualified from answering if you remember <laughs> Did you understand the question? When was this Bhagavad Gita delivered? First day of the war before the war started. Technically, you are right. I would not uh, argue with that. Technically, on technicality, you are right. Yes. Good. I think she de- she deserves a hand. <laughs> but when you look at Mahabharata, my question was when is it given in Mahabharata? That's why I was emphasizing on in Mahabharata. When is it given? In technicality, this was a dialogue between Bhagwan Krishna and Arjuna. on the early morning just before the war began and if anybody has a lingering question how long did it take 700 sentences spoken in a language that both of them understood unlike us who respect sanskrit revere sanskrit but never touch sanskrit in those days it was a it was a medium of conversation in a conversational style 700 sentences how long does it take half an hour so not more than half an hour just before the war during sunrise time this bhagavad gita was delivered but when you look at mahabharata on the first day of the war there is no mention of bhagavad gita 
ಸಂಜಯ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಸಿಚುವೇಶನ್ ರೂಮ್ ರಿಪೋರ್ಟರ್ ಲೈವ್ ವಾರ್ ಕರೆಸ್ಪಾಂಡೆಂಟ್ ಟ್ರೂಲಿ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಹಿ ಹ್ಯಾಡ್ ದ ಟೆಕ್ನಾಲಜಿ ವೇರ್ ಇನ್ ಹಿ ಕುಡ್ ಸೀ ದಿ ಈಗಲ್ಸ್ ಐ ವ್ಯೂ ಆಫ್ ಎಂಟೈರ್ ವಾರ್ ಪಿಕ್ ಅಂಡ್ ಚೂಸ್ ವಿಚ್ ಸ್ಕ್ರೀನ್ ಟು ಝೂಮ್ ಇನ್ and narrate that narrative to the blind king dhritarashtra parallelly he could also see the rest of the war happening as well sanjaya like a true war reporter edited out something very important see these reporters can do very uh, the way they edit you can present things in a different texture so once there was this prominent leader i think it was a pope pope john john paul ii when he was visiting first time in us he was told to be very careful with the american press and media i remember this because gurudev mentioned it you know this is what the media does so as soon as he landed there was this there always those one or two reporters smart alex so he asked are you here in this country looking for pretty women very absurd question that he asked and as he was already warned he wanted to play it safe he said are there women in america so the next day the way it was presented was pope lands in america enquiring are there women in america <laughs> so the reporters can do quite a bit especially if you look at <clears throat> a comedy show called fox channel i see it as a comedy channel quite an exaggerated uh, outburst they can present things in in a very peculiar pattern of their own but sanjay for some reason quietly edited out the discussion between bhagwan krishna and arjuna did not report it as is to dhritarashtra but something happened on the ninth day evening that suddenly dhritarashtra though he was blind he senses that there is something that has happened somewhere that things are not adding up he may be blind but he was very shrewd he was a very good strategician because he had already planned for this war and he wanted his sons to win and he looked at both sides he knew that as long as bhishma was alive the kauravas are safe he is like the firewall protecting them and if there was anybody on the pandava side that could challenge bhishma that was only 
Arjuna's capacity. And he tried playing mind games. So what he does is he asks Sanjaya to memorize his message and deliver that message to the Pandavas making sure that there was no Krishna while this message is being delivered. Because Krishna could see through this plot of Dhritarashtra. So Sanjaya, because it's just the evening before the war could begin, like tomorrow early morning is the war, today evening. So Sanjaya waits till everybody retires to their own camps or their tents in that battlefield after their strategies have been spoken. So he finds that Krishna is leaving to his tent and then slowly draws onto his chariot and his chariot meaning borrowed from Dhritarashtra and every chariot has a flag like Arjuna's chariot what was his flag? Kapitdhvaja Kapitdhvaja the one who had the flag carried by Hanumanji himself so Dhritarashtra's chariot had the flag of Dhritarashtra, the emblem. And as he was coming, Krishna, who was very cautious, saw the dust and ran out of his little camp to observe whose chariot was it. And he saw it was Dhritarashtra's chariot. And he found it very fishy, something very shady happening. And he quickly you know, put on his attire again and ran towards the Pandavas camp. By then, the Pandavas were already seated and Sanjaya was requesting permission to deliver the message on behalf of Dhritarashtra. Now, as Krishna is entering in, Sanjaya's hesitant look almost gave away the message saying that he was not invited in this dialogue. <clears throat> so Krishna immediately turned to Yudhishthira and said, Pandavas, do you mind me being here? <laughs> so Yudhishthira immediately got up looking at Krishna coming in, gave him his throne and sat at his feet. Now when Yudhishthira himself has given his seat and sat at his feet, Sanjaya dare not say that this message will not be delivered in front of him. He was now in an entrapped situation. And finally he had to give the message from Dhritarashtra. And Dhritarashtra's mindset was that of these Pandavas, the message should play a psychological warfare with Arjuna's mind. Because the other four were pretty unshakable. Yudhishthira was focused on dharma. Nakula Sahadeva were completely in tune with Yudhishthira that whatever the brother has decided, they would, I mean, if the brother said jump, they would say how high. They would not even question him why. The only one who had the audacity to question was Arjuna. Now what about Bhima? 
while this message was being delivered by sanjaya he was sitting on a simhasana simhasana literally means a golden simha simha lion on either side and his anger his rage listening to this message was so profound that one side of his throne the simha the face was crushed into golden powder because his standpoint in getting into this war was pure vengeance and he had no doubts about it i am getting into this war to quench my thirst of vengeance yudhishthira and nakula sahadeva were on dharma now the middle one the middle one who has the audacity to question yudhishthira where he had questioned many times and he was also a self made man he had created his own aura around himself and this message was to be delivered to that mind alone seeing this plot krishna before giving the opportunity to the pandavas to say any answer he jumped in and he said hey yudhishthira do you mind if i respond to sanjaya on your behalf because the message was that you know in this war you will be killing our own people on the opposite side it is your guru it is your uh, grandfather it is your brothers it is your family how can you kill your own family but he couldn't send this message to duryodhana but it was his plot to play this war psychological war game with arjuna's mind so that if arjuna's mindset is shaken up he cannot face bhishma and when arjuna is psychologically hit bhishma stands firm thereby his children are protected that was the plot and bhagwan krishna could sense this very clearly and the answer that he gave was inform dhritarashtra that the answer will be given tomorrow in the battlefield cuz bhagwan krishna himself had gone there as an ambassador to find some method to bring in truce when he all that he was asking was five villages and duryodhana goes to a point wherein he says that i will not even give a space that can be accommodated on a needle's head not just that he had also plotted to assassinate krishna three times during that conference the asana that was given the throne that was given they had dug a dungeon underneath and as soon as krishna would sit there the throne would break away and krishna would be caught in. and krishna very intelligently took the seat around next he sat next to bhishma the safest seat you know yesterday or day before yesterday somebody was leaving to india and said i got a very good deal and it is you know etihad i said yes you should take those flights <laughs> 
safest ones. <laughs> no, you won't hijack your own. Uh, <laughs> just making it clear. So Bhagavan Krishna knew that there would be nothing plotted around Bhishma. So he shared the seat along with Bhishma. They tried poisoning his food. They tried building the same kind of Lakshagraha to burn him. And he avoided both by forcing himself as an Atiti on Vidura. And that is where the famous incident of Vidura in utter devotion feeds Bhagavan Krishna the peel of the banana. And that is the only time that I have seen somebody eat the peel with such cherished you know, memory. So Bhagavan Krishna tried every best to make sure that this war would not happen. But then just before the war began, sending this kind of a message, he understood that it was clearly a plot in destabilizing, demoralizing Arjuna. And he looked at Arjuna very keenly. Though on the outside he was looking very composed, but he saw that he was very troubled from inside. Now when you corner somebody asking, are you confused? They may put up a brave front. No, I am good. That is what the teenagers these days say. Hey, do you want some, some more of this? No, I am good. My reaction to such things, I did not ask you you are good or bad. Do you want yes or no? I am good. So if Krishna were to ask Bhagavan, Arjuna that, hey, are you confused? He would have said, I am good. <laughs> Don't you always look at me like that? What do you think, I am the weakling here? He would have reacted. So he thought it of being a wise decision not to attempt at talking to Arjuna at that time. The next day at the war, <clears throat> there is another technicality that everybody has to understand that just as the war was supposed to start Duryodhana got angry and what led to that anger Yudhishthira as a mark of respect shoots three arrows which land right in front of Bhishma, Drona and Krupacharya in those days, that was the normal thing to do. If you respect somebody on the other side, you shoot the arrow saying that I personally cannot come. I am sending the arrow uh, in mark of you know, prostrating at your feet. So Bhishma loudly asks, was that Namaskara sent, that Pranam sent to the commanding chief or to your grandfather? So Yudhishthira clarifies saying that it was definitely to my grandfather. So Bhishma in his uh, enthusiasm of being a grandfather forgets that he is the commanding chief of the Kaurava, raises his both hands and says Vijayostu. <laughs> now that ticks off 
दुर्योधन वॉट एग्जैक्टली आर यू आई यूर सपोज टू बी माई कमांडिंग चीफ यूर गिविंग हिम द ब्लेसिंग्स एंड शुड स्टॉप डट दैट बट बिकॉज ही वॉज सो डिस्टर्ब्ड ही स्टार्ट सेंश्योरिंग एंड क्रिटिसाइजिंग भीष्म If at all the Kaurava army was looking up to someone for a role model, for inspiration, for morale boost, it was Bhishma. And by criticizing him, he was demoralizing his own side. He was not realizing that. So, in order to stop that nonsense, <clears throat> see, there was this couple that was celebrating their 40th wedding anniversary. and uh, somebody on that stage asked them what is the secret of your long successful married life we have never seen you fight we have never seen you have any kind of you know discord what is the secret so he says now whenever we argue we raise the volume of our tv so that everybody hears the tv and not our arguments that is why you have never seen but i didn't know how bhishma knew this technique because he was not married <laughs> so in order to shut duryodhana quiet he pulls out his conch and blows that conch loudly but then the technicality of the war was those who are challenging the one who have done wrong they have to blow the conch which was the pandavas and arjuna recognizes the conch sound of his grandfather he could not be that my grandfather would commit such a mistake therefore he orders bhagwan krishna ratham sthapayam echuta let me see who dares challenge me to this fight because it is us who have been wronged and it is we who have to challenge them and bhishma would not have done such a mistake so he says take my chariot there <coughs> grabbing this opportunity bhagwan krishna says acha bachchu you want to see who has challenged you to give you the picture Do you know how many people were participating in that war? That is why I asked how many people. Ata ta 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 ta. Eighteen Akshohinis. Akshohinis are battalion. There were eighteen battalions. In one Akshohini. there were chaturangini sena four different kinds the war uh, foot soldiers those who were on the uh, cavalry those who were on the elephants and those who were on the chariot chaturangini sena and the human number in each battalion was 250000 11 akshohinis were on the kauravas side so it is not just today even then 
how many uh, what number of people supported evil and wrongdoing they were always more than those who were supporting the right cause seven akshohini seven battalions were supporting pandavas so 11 times 250000 i am not that good at math if there is a wizard give me a number 2.75 million human beings were standing shoulder to shoulder can you imagine the sea of that army so bhagwan krishna could have taken his chariot anywhere but he chose to take this chariot right in front of three people bhishma drona krupacharya bhishma drona pramukhatah and said you are asking me about uh, you know who has challenged you or who is it that dares to fight with you these are the three main ones and looking at them the confusion that was set by dhritarashtra through sanjaya the earlier evening suddenly unleashes and for the first time that arjuna who had gathered a name called parantapa what does parantapa mean parantapayati yahasah the one by whose name listening to whose name that he is on the opposite side of the army people would be scared such a fearful valiant uh, warrior for the first time in his life he gets the shock and psychologically demoralized and he falls in his own chariot gandivam sramsate hastat tvakchaiva paridahyate nachashaknom yavasthatum bhramati vacha me manah निमित्ता पश्यामी विपरीता केशव न चेयो नुपश्यामी हवा स्वजनमाहवे इट्स लाइक अ प्रिपेर्ड चाइल्ड हु हैज गॉन टू गिव हिज एग्जाम एंड सीज दैट क्वेश्चन पेपर एंड सडनली एवरीथिंग ब्लैंक्स आउट द थ्रोट स्टार्ट्स टू ड्राई अप the pen starts to shiver and starts sweating profusely the skin seems to be burning classic case of intense depression i mean in today's vocabulary people they feel sad and say i am depressed you don't even know the spelling of depression hey you can you can be in a moment of sadness that is not depression depressed is when you are completely lost shattered arjuna was psychologically shattered at that moment and bhagwan krishna said thank god it happened now and not after the war started my strategy of bringing him right in front of bhishma drona and kripacharya worked and 
you know, when we are confused, in that moment of overwhelming confusion, one good thing that we should learn, at least through Bhagavad Gita, do not make decisions. And Arjuna is a good representative of all of us from Kali Yuga then. He very affirmatively speaks to Bhagavan Krishna and says that Bhagavan, I think it is no worth going in this war. He should stop there. And if you read the first chapter and the first ten shlokas or second chapter, it seems like a typical Bollywood dialogue taken. I would say Bollywood has learnt it from Bhagavad Gita. He goes to a point saying that how can you imagine me enjoy a kingdom smeared in the blood of all these loved ones? Can you imagine that dialogue in Hindi? <laughs> the first time I read it, I said, Oh, this Bollywood. Bhagwan, how do you say given the translation in English earlier. <laughs> Don't expect me to express the same emotion in English. It doesn't count. And to such Arjuna, who is confused, Bhagavan Krishna gives him a shock treatment. Like many of you, when the child is when you are raising your child, there are times those situations wherein you try to reason with them, you try to even it out with them, give a good logic, nothing works. Their crankiness keeps increasing. At that time, mothers have a good remedy. I am told I am on record, you are not. <laughs> you know what I am talking about, right? What is the remedy? You can show it as an action. <laughs> From the receiving. <laughs> Give one tight top spin. Usually the child knows that when you are acting up, there is an extra overdose of TLC. <laughs> Tender love and care. But today, it seems to have gone little haywire. Why is she beating me? Why is she smacking me around? And in that shock, forgets the crankiness. Starts crying and goes to sleep. Right? You have experienced that? You don't need to say it, just shake your heads, I'll understand. <laughs> if yes, you understand, just move your eyelashes. <laughs> so Bhagavan Krishna gives him this kind of a shock treatment. 
साइकोलॉजिकल शॉक ट्रीटमेंट इन द सेकेंड चैप्टर इन द वेरी बिगिनिंग कार्पण्य दोषोपहत स्वभाव पृछा मिवाम धर्म संमूढ़चेता यश्रेयस्यान निश्चित ब्रूहि तन्मे शिष्यस्ते हम शाधी मां प्रपन्न so many people say that technically this is a very important shloka because Bhag- uh, arjuna has sought surrender at bhagwan's feet that was not actually surrender it was a mock surrender it was a reaction from arjuna a good reaction what did bhagwan say that arjuna reacted that way so bhagwan see in everybody's life there are certain secrets which you don't want others to know even if they know you don't want them to mention about it ever and one such embarrassing thing in arjuna's life was that one year that he had to live as a eunuch because of the curse of ramha and that one year was well utilized in the disguise period and the mention of it arjuna would get agitated so bhagwan krishna knew that very well bhagwan krishna knew which nerve to press so he says in the second chapter क्लैप्यम आस्मगम पार्थ नई तत्वुपद्यते क्षुद्रम हृदय दौर्बल्यम त्यक्तिष्ठप क्लैप्यम क्लिबत्व मीनिंग इंपोटेंसी अयुनक आई थॉट दट युअर इंपोटेंसी वॉज मेन्ट ओनली फॉर वन इयर देन यू सीम टू बी एन इंपोर्टेंट इवेंट टूडे and that kind of rattled arjuna if this shock could reach across to that depressed arjuna na shattered arjuna bhagwan smiled to himself chalo i have hope if he is reacting to this that that mind some aspect of his mind is still ready that it can be repaired to such confused distressed shattered arjuna if that be the disease called the confused state the rest of bhagavad gita is the remedy or the medicine to rebuild the shattered personality so personality that we have built ourselves to exist as it can be broken it can be mended it can be rebuilt now that it was broken bhagwan had a time sensitive case wherein he had to rebuild it before the war and where was he smack in the middle of that battlefield and it was like an open heart surgery and arjuna showed those symptoms the vital statistics 
that there was still hope with that reaction. So Bhagwan gave this beautiful discourse in reconstructing Arjuna. So what was the result of this reconstructive process? In the 18th chapter, Arjuna confesses, he says, Nashto mohasmutir labdhaha Bhagwan, my moha, my delusion has gone away. Now I recognize very clearly what my responsibility is. Again, Bhagwan Krishna there does not force Arjuna to make a decision. He says, I have given you all the clarity that is required to make a decision. Whatever you think is the most suitable one, decide that, choose that and stick to it. Then he says, Nashto Mohasmutir Labdhaha. I have lost, I have, you know, the moha, the delusion has been removed. I have regained my smriti, I have regained my discriminative intellect with clarity. And I shall do that which is required, which is to fulfill my responsibility right now. So Arjuna had his clarity. And that's a part of history and it's a part of the story. So in the second chapter, if you look at it, the entire Vedantic concept of all the Upanishads, Yoga Shastra, Brahma Sutra is embedded in that. If you understand that second chapter, you don't need to proceed to the next chapters. All the concepts that were introduced in that second chapter, Bhagwan picks each topic, each theme and explains it from the 3rd to the 17th chapter. And in the 18th chapter again, he summarizes the entire theme that was given. Therefore, you look at the 2nd chapter and the 18th chapter, they have maximum number of shlokas. Again, your jeopardy question, how many shlokas in 2nd chapter and 18th chapter? 72 in which? Second chapter. And in 18th chapter? 78. Who said that? Okay, good. Now I was just checking if the book was open. <laughs> good job. So 72 and 78 shlokas. The entire Philosophy is given in those 72 shlokas. But because it is given in such nutshell, that Bhagavan takes each theme and starts explaining that therefore when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was asked, you know, why don't you write a commentary on Bhagavad Gita? He says there is no necessity. Bhagavan has done his own commenting between the 3rd chapter to 17th chapter. But what is our status now? We read through in entire 18 chapters and say, what was that? 
सो भगवान आदि शंकराचार्य जी गेव द कॉमेंट्री बट दट इज इन संस्कृत सो पीपल लाइक गुरुदेव गेव द इंग्लिश कॉमेंट्री टू रीड भगवद गीता टू अंडरस्टैंड शंकर थ्रू गुरुदेव एंड देन वी कम टू सच एनवायरमेंट सो दैट वी कैन अंडरस्टैंड दी निटिग्रिटी डिटेल्स वी नीड भाष्यस टीका टीका तात्पर्य तात्पर्य प्रवचन दैट इज वेर वी आर But it is good. We know where we stand, so that walking from there to where we have to get to becomes easier. Otherwise, you will be like with a Texan wisdom. On a pickup, there was a beautiful quote: "You ain't lost if you have nowhere to go. <laughs> you are just exploring." If you have no destination to reach you keep going round and round and round punarapi jananam punarapi maranam punarapi janani jathare shayanam going in and out again and again it keeps happening but if you know where we are to reach where we have to becomes easier now in second chapter there is the famous shloka <coughs> thanks to <coughs> br chopra do you know who is br chopra yes. atha shri mahabharat katha katha hai parth ki swarth ki पुरुषार्थ की परमार्थ की इट इज दी कथा ऑफ पार्थ कथा ऑफ स्वार्थ सेल्फिशनेस पुरुषार्थ अंडरस्टैंडिंग वन जोन रिस्पॉन्सिबिलिटीज एंड परमार्थ की परमार्थ द हाइएस्ट सुप्रीम नॉलेज in the end of that introductory song there are three shlokas what is the first shloka karmanye vadhikaraste ma phaleshu kadachana ma karma phalahe turbhuhu ma te sangostva karmani and then yada yada hi dharmasya and paritranaya sadhuna एफ वाई आई दो स्त्री श्लोक आर फ्रॉम भगवदगीता द फर्स्ट वन इज इन सेकेंड चैप्टर एंड द रेस्ट टू आर इन दी फोर्थ चैप्टर आई कुड हियर दैट हु well i thank him for popularizing it at least we know three shlokas of bhagavad gita <laughs> so that first shloka karmanye vadhikaraste which comes in the second chapter 
is the seed sown for the explanation given as in the third chapter. Karmanye vadhikaraste ma phaleshu kadachana ma karma phalahetur bhuhu ma te sangaha astu akarmani. So that is the karma yoga rahasya which we very loosely translate and think that we have given the gist of karma yoga. Do your best, leave the rest. It doesn't even cut close to the meaning and emphasis that is given in that shloka. Karmani eva adhikarahate from the moment that we are born till the moment that we are gone, from womb to the tomb, act we must. There is never a moment when there is no action being performed. So somebody challenged, what about when we are sleeping? So I immediately took sleeping. What particle of the sentence is it? It is a verb. What does the verb denote? Case proven. <laughs> sleeping is also an action. So next time Shantananji catches you napping in his satsang and corners you. Why are you sleeping in my class? So you can say that is also karma. <laughs> Who said don't quote me? If you quote me, then I'll lose the opportunity to come back here. <laughs> Sleeping is also an action. What am I doing? What am I doing? Holding. Uh, showing would be like this. Come on. I don't know dance, but some mudra you can understand. <laughs> I am holding my wristwatch. What did I do? As much as holding something is an action, to drop is also an action. To do my responsibility or to not do it is also an action. Further clarity on that aspect of karma, akarma, vikarma is given in fourth chapter. So I am not going there. So to do your activity is the birthright. Karmani eva adhikarahate. Universally, we perform these actions. What motivates us? To do what we do. What is it that we anticipate by doing? Why do we do what we do? 
very simple answer would be udara nimittam bahukruta veshah papi pet ka sawal hai now even that why do you do that action it is not just to fill your stomach but so that i gain some satisfaction some amount of peace and cherish few joys isn't it we may be from whatever religion geographical disposition caste creed gender doesn't matter intelligent not intelligent rich poor whatever be the background everybody does what they do in anticipation of peace and joy i have been an acharya in chinmaya mission for about 20 22 years i am yet to come across a specimen i use that word very specimen translate into hindi ha ab tak koi namuna nahi mila namuna has a different connotation specimen i am yet to come across a specimen who would ask me swami ji pray for me i am planning this next endeavor so that i can be completely miserable have you ever consciously or unconsciously planned to be miserable i'm not saying what is the end result have you consciously planned for it yes or no thank you because we seem to have an expertise that we are there naturally without putting much of effort but the inherent anticipation is to find that peace and joy and the reason i include both peace and joy because joy can be cherished only by that mind which is peaceful that mind which is restless cannot enjoy any joy so let me put the statement in a reverse order it will be clearer does this statement following statement make sense i am agitated but i am very happy does it make sense you can be happy only when we are blessed with peace so peace and joy are two sides of the same coin and both are necessary peace is required to be basking in the glow of joy this is what we are universally searching for aren't we but that where we are searching this where are we searching o e t objects emotions and thoughts in the world of objects in the world of people in the world of things in the world of experiences in the world of space different places i need a vacation i am burnt out 
And where do you go? If you have Chinnu, Minnu, Tinku, Pinku, put all the luggages together, take them to Disney World, Disneyland. There is this beautiful uh, multicultural center there. It's called Epcot. Do you know what the uh, full form of that is? Come on. Joke of Luda Vanate. Epcot stands for my definition. Every person comes out tired. So tired that after vacation, we feel like having a second vacation. <laughs> Tell me if I am wrong, that after the children's uh, summer vacation, like those three months, by the time it is the second month, you are waiting eagerly. When does this school start? <laughs> you can fill in the blanks. Am I right? Thank you. I don't have children. I just see and observe. So you say, I am burnt out. I want a vacation. And you go to the vacation, come back further burnt out. So we try to find different spaces, different places, different experiences, different things, different people. But the basic truth, we don't pause to realize and understand. That which I am seeking, that which I am searching, mark these words. Ma phaleshu kadachana. That peace and joy cannot be, will not be, shall not be found in the field of action. Action cannot yield joy, happiness and peace. Can never ever give happiness. Ma phaleshu kadachana. What is the phala that we are required, we are anticipating? Isn't it happiness? And what is the bold truth that is given right there? That which we are seeking cannot be found in the field of action. I know the immediate reaction. Then why the heck am I doing this? Bhagwan covers it in the next sentence. Karmanyevadhikaraste ma phaleshu kadachana ma karma phalahetur bhuhu ma te Sangaha astu akarmani. Because the moment you realize that the actions cannot yield this peace and joy, do not give up your actions. Because the purpose of actions in one's own life is not to have peace and happiness, but to remove 
the existing mountain called vasanas vasana kshaya eva karmasya phalam so that happens outside while that is happening outside the inner pursuit is what brings in happiness but that inner happiness whenever it shines forth in between our actions we ascertain that that was to that particular thing that particular being that particular environment has given me that peace and joy many people come to the ashram and suddenly talk about vibrations swami ji i feel such positive vibes here yeah i feel like laughing at but i have to maintain a straight face i feel like laughing <laughs> come sit in board meeting you will know <laughs> one committee meeting please you will know one function organization come you will know i am not talking about the mahasamaj there's a bigger one I don't know many of you are like anticipatedly looking at each other. No, I'm not mentioning that. I'm just talking about Janmashtami, Ganesh Chaturthi, Shivaratri, Hanuman Jayanti. Simple ones, small ones. Ramanavmi, Ramakalyana. Simple ones. One day event. That is why as an organizer, when somebody comes and asks me after the event, Swami ji, how was the event? said ask the ones who have participated not the ones who have organized why feel positive vibrations can we come and stay sometimes they do that mistake also they come and stay by the second day sorry ji do you have internet <laughs> do you have newspaper do you have a news channel or something i just want to check my stocks what happened to the positive vibration so we ascertain to the place to the thing to the being somebody defined wife for a bachelor wonders invited for eternity <laughs> this is before cutting the cake there is something in that cake the moment the cake is cut 
worries invited forever before marriage honey i cannot imagine a life without you after marriage it depends sometimes 3 months sometimes 15 days sometimes 4 years the honeymoon phase after that give me my space i need some breathing room here don't get on my nerves it is the same person right see if there is a vastu that has the guna of happiness in it universally it should be equal to everyone that is experiencing it isn't it a laddu a sweet tasty laddu shuddha desi ghee ke moti chur ke laddu i have an affinity to food i am a foodie myself anybody eating whatever quantum of happiness it should be uniform to my own self at different phases it is not the same happiness this new building has lot of sockets the plug in sockets i'll quickly open one the three wires there is one which is the live wire how many of you never had a electric shock never ever i am not talking of the static it doesn't cut it <laughs> good one but i have to explain the whole joke for them to enjoy it <laughs> whoever touches it what is the experience that they go through a divine experience a shocking divine experience why is it uniform to everyone because it is the nature it is the swabhava and swarupa of electricity and what is the definition of electricity by definition it says that it passes the electrons passes through the least resistance offered the path of least resistance offered it flows and we seem to offer that abundantly <laughs> and the, the experience is uniform because that is the vastu swarupa if the vastu objects emotions thoughts people time and space had that happiness in it shouldn't we have already gotten it you are in a new area some area like atlanta georgia atlanta that is one of my recent experiences 
said, Swamiji, you know, I cannot take you today. Can you drive? I have been driving for 15 years, no big deal, give. In spite of having the GPS, every street is a peach street. Peach street, peach boulevard, peach circle, peach that, peach that. In spite of confusing environments, how many times can you miss and how many times can you forgive yourself missing an exit to reach your destination? How many times can you forgive yourself? Serious question, there is no catch in this. <laughs> Mahabharata question had a catch in it. There is no trick here. Simple question. Zero to once, maybe twice. What if that route is your regular route and you have to go there every single day? How many times can you forgive yourself missing that exit? If happiness is what we are searching and for however long we have lived in this life, every single exit we miss. And we say, Manushyaha Ashaji. I live in hope. God save you. Maybe that exit, maybe this exit. Sometimes we miss the exit. Once I was driving in uh, North Dakota. Why was I there? Don't ask. Indians are there everywhere. So they said, Swamiji, that airport is about three and a half hours away. It would be convenient if you rent a car and drive. I said, as long as you pay for it, I don't mind. <laughs> so I rent the car and I start driving. I am being spoiled in Texas. Wherein even in neighborhood streets, we have four lanes on either sides. And still have traffic jam. There, the entire highway is one road, like one single lane. And in those days, the GPS was not a very sophisticated, uh, the Akka there. I call my GPS Akka. <laughs> so the GPS Akka there, Akka means sister. In those days, it was very, very curt. If you miss the direction, turn, turn right now, turn aside. She keeps screaming at you. And not that her directions were ever uh, in a sophisticated way either. A simple U-turn would make sense. Turn left and turn left and turn left again. This is U-turn. It was in those primitive stages of GPS. <coughs> And she gave the instruction, a second delayed. The exit, I saw it go by. The most painful 70 miles I've ever driven. 
the next exit was 35 miles down the lane and to compound on my misery the other lane I can see but there was a trench I know I could run through it but I don't know if with the car I could make it or not and to compound on that there was this huge stack of a haystack on a, a huge uh, you know pickup or I don't know what you call it and he was going at 40 in a 60 <laughs> see coming from Texas where there is 75 as speed limit and we drive as a NASCAR speed at 90 <laughs> driving at 60 was itself painful and now at 60 speed limit somebody driving at 40 and I have to tag along for an exit that I have missed <laughs> miserable You understand the misery? <laughs> At least I was glad after 35 miles I had an exit. Sometimes for us every life is that exit. And instead of using this beautiful opportunity of being born as a human being for that purpose, we squander it away and miss that exit. All that I can say, if this is not the purpose of life, BLNL. You may be Better luck, next life. Next exit. We need good GPS and that is what Gurudev has laid a firm foundation in. Guru Parampara Sampradaya, GPS. Follow. So then why is it or how is it that I have to perform these actions? That is taken for discussion and this was just an introduction for that discussion in this third chapter. So we will go through each shloka and make sure from tomorrow when you come you have a Bhagavad Gita book and make sure that that Bhagavad Gita book has third chapter in it. <laughs> I am not making anything of, you know, of the blue like you know, on the fly. One day I, there was this guy who came on the second day and, and he had a Bhagavad Gita book and he was fanatically searching for the chapter that I was discussing. I said, what happened? After the lecture I called him and I said, what happened? I said, I have never touched a Bhagavad Gita book. It was there always in the cupboard. My dad used to use this and the first time I have picked that book. I did not realize that the papers were, uh, you know, flying all over and this chapter is not there. <laughs> so therefore, make sure that third chapter of Bhagavad Gita is there in Gita book. Bring that.
ನಾರಾಯಣ ಓಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಮತ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಿದಂ ಪೂರ್ಣಾತ್ ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಕ್ಷತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮಾದಾಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಾವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಶಾಂತಶಾಂತಿ ಹರಿ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ